Hey everybody, it's Tara Bryan and you are listening to Course Building Secrets Podcast. Whether you're a coach or a CEO, the success of your team and clients is based on your ability to deliver a consistent experience and guide them on the fastest path to results. This podcast will give you practical, real-life tips that you can use today to build your online experiences that get results and create raving fans. Why? So you can monetize your expertise and serve more people without adding more time or team to your business. If you're looking to uncover your million-dollar framework, package it and use it to scale, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Course Building Secrets podcast. Today, I have Lisa Barnett as our special guest. So welcome, Lisa. I'm so happy to have you here today. Lisa is has a company called Akashic Knowing, and she is going to talk to us today about how she has built a business around that, both from a teaching perspective and from a practitioner perspective. So welcome, Lisa. Happy to have you here today. Thank you. I am excited to be here and share kind of spiritual business building ideas. <laughs> Excellent. And I love that because so much of the time, I think our um, our listeners and other people, as they're sort of getting started in their business, are told, oh, you can only build a business on other business practices, right? How to how to make more money, how to build your relationships, how to build wealth, all those different things. So I love the fact that you're coming to the table with something just a little bit different. Can you tell us about your business and how you got it started? Absolutely. So might be helpful to start with just what the Akashic Records are, because it is a, a, a spiritual business. And um, it's something that a lot of people are not actually familiar with yet. So the Akashic Records are the recording of your soul's journey from the beginning of your of time, really, until your soul eventually returns home. And so everything we actually are, every lifetime we've lived, and I, of course, believe in multiple um, lifetimes, everything is recorded in this energy that we call the Akasha. It, it um, translates to sky or ether. It's a Sanskrit word, Akasha or Akashic is a Sanskrit word. And the idea is that that your soul's journey and actually your business's journey is recorded in this etheric energy. So basically the idea is, is that I do Akashic record readings and healing sessions for clients to help them understand who they are in a bigger way as a soul, why they came to this life, why they picked the family they picked, maybe why they're interested in writing that book or starting that business. Mm. Because we're not just, you know, these very simple little souls like we appear in a in a singular body in a singular life we're so much bigger and more expansive and so that information and wisdom helps to support us in our life and of course in creating a business aligned to our soul's purpose and plan mm. wow i love that i think that that's so fascinating so for our people as as you're sort of explaining this um, can you give us a tactical example? Like what, what kinds of things do you discover about people as you're looking at the records? 
Absolutely. So before we embody, we write a soul plan. And in that plan are the soul contracts that we have with people in our life. So we might write a contract with our parents, with our siblings, of course, um, with our significant partners or spouses, with our children. We write contracts to support each other in our life. So that could be a best friend. It could be a business partner. Um, so we have many, 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 probably 40, 50 soul contracts that we want to um, experience in our lifetime. Each lifetime, we write new contracts with different souls. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're some of the same souls, but we make a big plan. And part of that plan is what talents do I want to share with humanity? What talents do I want to share with my family, right? With my community. And so we have a variety of gifts and talents that we've come to, to share with the world. And often that will lead us to create a business, our own, right? Our own business. Hmm. Wow. So, okay. You have to keep unpacking it because I'm, I'm very <laughs> okay. like I'm a very tangible person. So I have to, I have to keep, so how, so how does this come out in your life? Like, do you, are you working with people who are searching because they don't know, like there, there's some misalignment or they don't know their purpose or there's something that's missing. Like, how, how do you know that you're like, when you're working with someone, what they need? Yeah, so great question. You know, I have people from all walks of life that come to me for consultations and healing. And for some people, they come to me because they've had a lot of trauma. They may have been born into an abusive family. They may wonder why they had that experience, why they're struggling to make a living, why they can never find a loving partner. And that could be one person because they have a lot of trauma or, you know, that could be three different people. One person may come to me and say, you know, I've been married for 30 years, but I think my soul contract is complete. Can you ask in my Akashic records and see if that's true? I don't want to kind of create any negative energy in my life. I don't want to miss the lesson if there was something for me to learn. I don't want to leave them if I have a support contract with them, right? So a lot of times people will say, is this relationship still in alignment with my soul and what I've come to do? And that could be a marriage. It could be a, um, it could be a business partner. It could be a child sometimes or a parent. And so it becomes um, helpful for, for many of us to kind of understand the bigger picture mm -hmm. of our relationships, because they really are not just random relationships that show up in your life. And I think the interesting thing to know is, is that we have soul contracts with many of the people in our life, but not all of them. So sometimes we have that, that parent or that um, even child that we don't feel a very deep connection with. We don't understand why. We often blame ourselves. We think there's something wrong with us. How come I don't have any connection to that person? But sometimes it's because we literally do not have a soul contract with them. Mm 
to be any deeper than kind of a cursory relationship. And what I find is that when people understand that, it's something we kind of know in our heart. We maybe intuit if we think about things like that. But we often, again, kind of worry that we might goof things up or, or have some karmic pattern to pay back. And the interesting thing is, is that it doesn't actually work that way. If you've heard of karma, karma has often been considered like a punishment, but mm -hmm. that is not true. Karma is our soul's desire to learn and grow. So we create challenging um, situations in our life. We create challenging relationships so that we can learn and grow around them. And sometimes that happens with our business. Sometimes we make a very logical, linear choice for our business, whether it's a partner or, or maybe it's a virtual assistant, or maybe it's somebody I'm going to work with around marketing. And nothing happens, nothing works out, everything kind of, you know, just falls flat mm -hmm. because they're not actually in alignment with who we are and who our soul, who our business is, right? Our, our actual business has its own Akashic records that we can open separately and really ask in the business's records about next steps and even marketing and partnering and making choices that way. So it's pretty fascinating when we think about it. That is fascinating. I feel like I need that sometimes in my business <laughs> where it's like something's not clear or something's not moving forward as I want it to. Maybe it feels more difficult. Maybe I just need to, to listen to, to what the records are saying, right? <laughs> right, absolutely. And yeah. we literally open the records of your business compared to open the records of you as a person, as a soul. Yeah, interesting. Right now, of course, they're connected, especially if you're the sole proprietor. And um, I often will open the person's records and the business's records because I do find that they're very intertwined. But it's interesting because of different timing, kind of different trajectories sometimes that, that we get wrapped up in our own ideas, or maybe we're working with a coach and the coach says, do this. So kind of an interesting segue for many years. Um, I've been doing this, you know, 25 plus years. And for many years, um, I've worked with business coaches, you know, off and on to support me in growing a business. And um, they've often, and I'm going to say almost every single one of them said, you know, the Akashic Records is your secret sauce. You know how coaches often talk about that. What are your, what are the benefits? What is, you know, all of this? The secret sauce is the Akashic Records, not that you need to talk about that. And I have always said, and I really believe that over all these years, it has, you know, that knowing that I've received is that the Akashic records have a vibration and an energy and people are called to me and this work because they resonate with the vibrational energy of the Akashic field, mm -hmm. whether they know what it is or not. I have had 
tons of people through the years come to me and say, I'm not really even sure what the Akashic records are, but I really feel that there's some information there that will support my life or my business. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have always led with my marketing with the Akashic Records because it's a very unusual information and energy. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized long time ago, luckily, that um, your business coaches are not always right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people that. <laughs> you, It's important for you to listen to your own intuitive knowing yeah. and your own soul guidance. And if you can, your Akashic record keepers. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about that too, because it's so true what you're saying. And even if they don't recognize that maybe there's something bigger out there, it's when they get that feeling that what you're hearing and, and like, then you have to do it. And then you go, mm, it doesn't feel right. That it, That's where you're saying it's starting from, right? Is if it doesn't feel like there's alignment, then there's something that you're hearing or something that somebody's telling you, it doesn't feel right that that could be then the kind of the bigger picture of really looking at there's other forces at play like Akashic records that could help you kind of figure out what the right thing is. That's that is aligned with your soul. Right. And, and I know I've noticed over the years um, really, especially probably over the last five years, there are a lot more business coaches who are coming out who are, you know, really calling themselves heart-centered business coaches, intuitive coaches, right? Really wanting to help you align more um, energetically. But most, you know, I would tend to say most of them are intuitives. There's there's maybe um, a couple of people who access the Akashic Records for business. Uh, my business partner happens to be one of them. And so, you know, really understanding in a very... Um, deep soul way, what your business is wanting to share with the world, really mm-hmm. maybe what your business's purpose is in a bigger way mm-hmm. can really catapult the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you feel it, then and then you just, you're just on a fast track. Like when you finally get that alignment, you're just like, whew. right. Yeah. right. <laughs> you know, business coaches have looked at me over the years. Well, most of the people I know, honestly, and they are really um, often surprised and sometimes literally shocked how well my business does because Mm -hmm. it's such an esoteric kind of information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it does well because of course there are you know, thousands and thousands of people in the world who really are looking for a deeper soul guidance for themselves personally or for their business. Mm -hmm. And um, because I don't hide in any way, I'm very clear and upfront that I access the Akashic Records, which is, you know, the guidance from your soul um, that, you know, it works against all odds, against all the business coaching. Don't say that, you know, mm-hmm. no one will know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, and that's, that's the you. power of claiming your niche, right. And being able to really go in your niche. So you're attracting the right people because you're very specific about what it is that you're doing and what you're not doing. Um, and I think that's so powerful. And I love, I love that you brought that up because 
um, I want to talk about kind of the nuts and bolts of your business and how it is successful. Um, But I think that one of the things I'm really curious about is how did you get into this in the first place? And then how did, so how did you get into it? Probably it was something that you were always kind of, it was something that, that came out of you energetically, but then how did you say, but I'm going to go and I'm going to create a business around this. And then, and then I want to talk about kind of what your business is doing, but but how did you get in, in this in the first place? So the best way I can answer that is to say that I was actually born awake. So when I was three years old, I realized consciously that I was trapped in a human body. Hmm. Okay, So I had that kind of like, oh, my gosh, I want to go home. <laughs> and I used to say that to my mother who would say, but you are home, honey. You know. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that's super fascinating. I'm just going to stop you for just a second because, um, and I, I I know we're on my podcast, but like my son always used to talk that way. So that's fascinating that you just said that because he used to talk that uh, that way all the time, and he's like, "I'm going to go home," and like my mom and like all the stuff, and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right he- here." So that's super interesting that you're saying that kind of. Ooh, okay, keep going. Yeah. Well, and and the reason I share that is that I know many mothers have experienced that with their children and many people have experienced that themselves, but no one ever talks about it. No one ever validates that. But what that means for your son is that you have a very ancient and wise soul who has that memory of before being Mm -hmm. embodied. Uh-huh. And 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 sometimes they, we have a memory of our past life. There's um, interestingly many many books that have now been written about children who could have a very specific like last life memory that could be um, researched and validated. So you know mine were a little more vague, but <laughs> I think as most of us or many of us are like maybe your son, um, but. It is that consciousness. It's just a very kind of higher, a bit more expansive kind of consciousness. And so literally when I was a teenager, I still felt that way. And so I started to study and read the spiritual books that were coming out at that time. And so um, this, I was living in California. My parents moved um, here to to San Francisco um, back in 1969. So I literally, it was like enough information. The Maharishi had just brought Transcendental Meditation to the US and was starting to work them with like the Beatles and the Beach Boys. Um, Baba Ramdas wrote Be Here Now. First, well, I think the first book I actually ever read is about a 13-year-old, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, something like that. And so... I started to study and I studied all the way through college. I I studied philosophy in college, read everything I could get my hands on, kind of worked on my whole own theory about what the heck is going on out there in the world. And then I had my own traumas and trauma is an interesting thing, the way it affects us. Um, And sometimes trauma triggers us in waking up and sometimes it doesn't. So my two very best friends in high school both died and I was very angry because I was conscious and awake enough to know that I had a purpose and I had come to do something. And when they 
crossed, I felt abandoned, right? So I took it personally, which is really never a good thing to do. <laughs> but I was a teenager and I did. Um, so I actually ended up going on into, cor- into the corporate world. I was in advertising for 15 years. I kind of said, screw it. I'm going to go make money. If I'm not supposed to do some spiritual thing because my friends have have left, abandoned me, again, taking it personally, mm-hmm. I'm going to go make money. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to travel. I'm going to party. <laughs> it was the 70s and 80s in California, let's say. So, <laughs> um, so I literally did that for about 15 years until another Uh, you know, we set up triggers in our soul plan. So another trigger, I actually came down with really bad chronic fatigue that built up over that 10, 15 years. And um, my acupuncturist was healing me. She said, but there's something your soul wants to tell you. And I don't know what it is. You have to go see my friend who's an amazing psychic. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know what's going on here anymore. (laughs) I went to a psychic who said, you're a healer. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that in high school. And I literally went back and started studying energy healing and, um, and psychic. I, I did a whole six-year psychic training and mm-hmm. energy healing. So I kind of woke back up again, was like, that's right. That's why I came and got back on that path. Now, I did that for a few years really as a intuitive energy healer, I had a little healing center, not far from my house. I married and had a bunch of kids and had my little healing center here in the suburbs. And then um, I'd start to get this big, expansive information that was so different than anything I was getting psychically or intuitively um, for the healings. And it took me quite a few years to realize I was actually accessing the Akashic Records because back then nobody talked about the Akashic records. It was not a known thing pretty much back in the nineties. And so eighties, it it really had been pulled away from the planet for a thousand years. And the record keepers were just starting to try and bring it back and contact people like, like me who were open. And so it was um, all of that kind of circled around until I realized I could access this huge expansive information and that changed my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fascinating. So how did you then, so you had your healing center and then, and then you kind of got this bigger vision. How did, how did you transition online? Like, so you have certification programs, you have online courses, you have a book, you have all sorts of other things, right. That you're doing online. How did you get there from where you were? Well, I think for me, the easy thing was, is that, right, that was the 90s. <laughs> Everything's and, possible in the 90s. <laughs> well, I mean, but I, there wasn't much online back then. And right. so I built a whole business kind of physically. I had a brick and mortar company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always did these kind of big um, expos, right? Big mm-hmm. conventions where you had a booth and you would talk and all of that. And then I and I also did um, sessions over the phone, but I would teach in person. So I I had a training that I built and manuals and the whole school I was building out and teaching again and again and again here in the in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and um, so. 
probably about somewhere around, I don't know, 2005, six, mm-hmm. something, seven, mm-hmm. um, the online piece started to, to uh, step, step up. And I got on a couple of big spiritual telesummits. Mm. And then what would happen was you, if you get on a big summit, then other people would call you and say, you want to be on my summit too. And then I started to teach online workshops because I had my whole course curriculum. I just um, said, well, I'll break it into smaller pieces. And so, I mean, over the years, it's changed. I used to teach it as, you know, two, um, you know, seven hour days on the weekend when I did it live here. I tried that online, didn't work quite as well. So then I broke it into once a week for six weeks. And then I broke it into twice a week for three weeks, because six weeks, you know. And so again, it's been kind of uh, an evolving process as we have evolved and and online has changed, right? So um, I still teach online. and, um, And again, as the energy changes, the record keepers say to me, you know, it's time to do something different, like write another book. So I'm publishing my third book this summer um, or fall. And um, and they really just, you know, speak to me and give me these messages. Time to write another book. Let's let's um, change the format of, of this workshop and take people deeper. So just, uh, you know, I really follow the Akasha guidance for my business as well as for my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, so c- give us a sense of like, what has it meant for you to be able to, to, you know, serve more people? Are, do you still have your brick and mortar location? No. No, not at all. So, how, so what is it like to be able to serve more people online? I, I assume some of your your courses are not live, right? Your some of them are recorded and out there for people to just consume whenever they want to. How has it changed your life in terms of being able to help more people? Well, it absolutely does make it easier to help more people. I have I have really students all over the world, and. Um, I try when I teach live, when I do my live workshop, um, I try and teach sometimes kind of in the morning here in California and sometimes in the evening. So when I teach in the evening, that reaches Australia, New Zealand, you know, kind of um, the whole Asia and area. And then when I do morning, that'll catch Europe as well as the US. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that, you know, works well. And yet there's plenty of people who take it because they want it now. And they listen to the recording when they wake up. Mm-hmm. Or I've had, I've had people in Europe who are getting online with me at two, three, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> because they want to learn this now, right? Right. right. And so, um, but I do have home study classes. And so, of course, over the years, like, you know, I can record a class and then I can turn that into a home study. So, mm-hmm. so you can always get that for a, for a little bit of a lesser price. And then my live ones there, you're with me, you get to ask more questions, right? So I've made that um, a little bit more valuable by having me present, holding that energy for you, mm-hmm. um, answering your questions on these live uh, teaching courses. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, 
I teach, um, I teach you to learn to read your records. I teach you to go deep into your records. And I actually have an Akasha Career Mastery year-long program where I teach people to be certified Akasha consultants, to do readings and healings for clients, and then to create their business. So it's about the Akasha and the readings and the healings and, and our own um, business coaching for really spiritual entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. I think so often we think about putting out courses, like the content that you teach, but then also you've taken it to that next level, which is certifying people to be able to do what you do. So you can make um, me kind of a bigger reach out there. So um, yeah, so that's great. So, uh, so one of the things that, that I know that course creators or people who in particular work uh, one-on-one with people and then transfer to more online, sometimes struggle with the connection they get to make with people who are especially watching their recorded courses or their home study courses, as you called them. Um, So how can you like, talk to me about that because, you know, you're in a very um, connected place when you're working with people, right? And so I would assume that when you had to make that transition from being connected being able to see someone's energy and be able to actually teach in that way versus when it went online and having somebody say consume it without you even being there and you being able to kind of be a part of their energy. How, how did you make that shift for yourself? Um, because I think that's really difficult for a lot of people who think they have to be there present and that, that you can actually have a good experience without that. Yes, absolutely. And So I think it's kind of interesting and complicated because of what I do. Mm -hmm. So for years and years, I've done readings over the phone, right? Where Mm -hmm. I don't see you at all. And, and interestingly, because I'm in your Akashic records, which is part of this etheric energy, I don't need to see you at all. I'm talking, having an ongoing conversation with your personal Akashic record keepers, these beautiful beings of light that are your librarians working in your library. And so I'm having much more of a vertical conversation, answering your questions. Um, And so the visual has never particularly been a part of, for me, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't have that, that didn't block me because I was good anyway. um, And what I know is that the Akashic Records, again, is a vibration. It's a high etheric vibration. And that is held. And it's an energy that I hold, whether you're there or not, whether Mm -hmm. you can see me or not. People, when I do readings around the world, people can feel that energy. And they feel often energy moving, things changing. I, you know, whether you're in Australia or or you're in San Francisco down the street, it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. always, um, you know, part of the the ether. It's part of the unified field of source. Mm. So. Yeah, that's great. And they're getting your energy, you know, online or in person or over the phone. Right. Right. And because there really truly is no time and space, you know, it's hard for us to wrap our our brains around that. But what I do know is, is that if someone listens to one of my recorded healing calls, they will get that healing, even Mm -hmm. if it's two years later. Hmm. Hmm. I love that because I think that that's what we forget. Right. I think that 
um, we forget that if we're creating something, even if it's two years later, it's still putting out that vibration of what we've created and, and in, in impacting that person in the way that we intended it to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and honestly, because we have these etheric libraries and librarians, they're actually always there with you. Mm. So when we do some, some healing work, a, re, a pre-recorded course or, um, or healing call, I do, I do, I have membership programs where I do energetic healing for people every month. Um, your record keepers will kind of energetically tap in when you move into that field and space. So they're literally present with you in this moment, even if I recorded it, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm, fascinating. Awesome. Okay. So what is one big sort of tip or, um, or lesson or something that you want to leave with my listeners around um, anything that you want to share? <laughs> Thank you. Well, what the record keepers are saying is follow your heart. If a coach or somebody who's trying to help you, a business partner, whoever it might be, is, try, is telling you to do something that does not feel in alignment to you, to the work you are envisioning, creating, you know, definitely take that step back, take a few moments, do some of your own inner work. Is it in my highest and best? Um, to, you know, for myself and my business to do this marketing, to hire this person, to work with this, you know, so we can ask our heart and our soul pretty simply, we all are intuitive if we tap into that and just check in. Is this in my highest and best good? Is this in my business's highest and best good to do whatever it might be? And if it feels uncomfortable, definitely stop. That's why I really, you know, share that story. People would say, don't talk about the Akashic Records. That's your secret sauce. Talk about the benefits. Like, mm-hmm. nope, the secrets, the Akashic Records are the business. It is the benefit of understanding your soul's journey. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to us in so many different ways, because who doesn't want to ask some of their big questions? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, am I actually married to my soulmate or to one of my soul family members? Why am I challenged with money or love, right? Those big questions, we actually can get them answered very specifically in our own Akashic Records, which is why I do readings for people, but I teach people to access this energy and this information for themselves. So they have this guidance for themselves and their business every day. Hmm. That's great. I was going to say, how do we do that? And and you said readings or your, or your courses. So that's great because I think that that's, um, I think that's where a lot of people kind of get stuck is that they know that they, that there's, they don't have that clarity. They don't have that sort of sense of purpose. And, and if, and sometimes you need help with that, right? Sometimes you're blocked for whatever reason, you need somebody else to kind of help unblock or give you give you kind of the map or the path. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and that's why readings can be very, very valuable for people who have, you know, I have business people come to me and say, is it in my highest and best interest to, you know, buy this property or, or 
have this person as the business manager and we'll ask in their Akashic records. And sometimes those people will come to me a couple times a year for business questions because they don't really want to learn. Um, and then sometimes they want to learn because they have lots of business questions and mm -hmm. personal questions. So yeah. it's, you know, obviously very personal for each, each person. Right. Oh, this has been fascinating. So one question I always ask is what's one tool or resource or book that you recommend to my listeners that will help them in this journey? Mm. <laughs> well, I would definitely say um, my book from questioning to knowing 73 prayers to transform your life is a great book. If you're interested in knowing more about the Akashic records, learning more, and then, um, what the Akashic Record Keepers gave me was 73 healing prayers mm -hmm. to help us work through a lot of just the blocks that we have around shame or blame or guilt or trauma in our lives or, you know, misalignment. So 73 healing prayers mm -hmm. that are channeled from the Akashic Records. So, um, it's a more personally oriented, I will say, but when we can start to align our self, our soul, that's how we really step into our divine purpose and align to creating a business that really um, our heart and soul desire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, thank you for that. Awesome. Well, Lisa, it's so nice to have you on the podcast today. If you want to learn more about Lisa, the book she has or the programs that she has, check out the show notes. We have all of her details in there. And um, I look forward to uh, this coming out and Lisa, you know, having all my listeners hear what you have to say. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. The best thing you can do is to take action on an idea or tip that resonated with you. To help you take action, I have a free gift for you that you can download in the show notes. During each episode, we publish an action plan worksheet and other helpful takeaways from our speakers in the course Building Secrets Creators Lab. To register for free, click on the link in the show notes. Enjoy. Hey, everybody wanted to come on at the end of this episode and let you know about an event that's coming up in August of 2023. So we are super excited to announce the second annual Gamify My Course Camp five day challenge that's coming up. It is totally free. And listen, what it's going to do is help you think about how do you add participation? How do you add more engagement and opportunities for your people to actually get results in your online programs? And each day we're going to jump on live with actionable tips for you to be able to do that. So I would love to invite you to sign up for the Gamify My Course Camp which is going to be August 7th through the 11th with a special bonus session on the 14th. So come and join us. Can't wait to see you at camp this year because listen, your kids get to go to camp. Other people get to go to camp. So I think over the summer, we should all go to camp as well. 
All right. So we're going to do fun activities like tug of war and um, archery practice and different things like that. So go check out our page at uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 2023 underscore gamify. That is how you can get a hold of us. In the show notes, there should be a QR code and this link for you to jump on and register. It's totally free and would love to see you on August 7th. All right, there you go. Have a great day.